Hey everyone, this is Evan from Where the Mises Guys coming to bring you a little message that I think needs to be expressed um, succinctly here. So I'll do my best. We are a uh, podcast that has started from the ground up, and I personally am someone who has loved Transformers all his life. They're important to me, the mythos, the toys, the the whole legacy that's brought to my life. My friends on here all have their love as well. Boo, Andres, even Ed, I think he's coming around. But if you could do us a huge favor, and if you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, you know, um, subscribe, that's huge. And, uh, you know, share, share the link with friends. And if you're listening on podcast, uh, give us a good review if you wouldn't mind um, and, you know, send us a message, whatever, you know, come to the discord, whatever you want to do. We really enjoy doing this, but also we've come to really enjoy engagement with uh, fellow fans and fellow people who just find the uh, podcast. So and in closing, I want to say thanks for being here and, uh, you know, help us spread the message. All right. Thanks. Bye. Hey, everyone. Welcome to More Than Mises, guys. This podcast is a journey through Transformers from the beginning of the animated series with two old friends coming at it from different perspectives. Together, we will go episode by episode with the occasional extra to look at how the show holds up or if it's a trap of nostalgia. We look at all things involved in the episode, whether there are real-world factors that crept into the writing or if the episode is typical afternoon cartoon fodder. I'm Evan. I'm a lifelong fan who's familiar with all aspects of the franchise. Well, Ed here is familiar with Transformers, but it was really nothing he got into when he was younger. So uh, thanks for joining us. And Ed, what's going on, dude? Um, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, as a behind the scenes uh, to our listeners, we usually we're usually like recording this at you know at night or at like very uh, down times. We're usually having a beverage, an adult beverage. What are you drinking? What are you drinking tonight? Well, I'm uh, I'm, I'm water forced. But oh, I'm also yeah. having a the little real, like a, that's the real adult beverage. Yeah, yeah. Well, I also have a little rum and uh, lemonade. Rum like and lemonade. Rum. Oh, yeah. Like white oh. rum and lemonade. Yeah. That sounds pretty good, actually. That's refreshing. It's, actually, that's it's, it's summer very beverage. refreshing. It, it feels very summer yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. I usually do uh, like whiskey and lemonade, is how I usually uh, do that kind of. That's really thing. Whiskey, little honey and lemonade is fantastic. Very good. It is. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm. Uh, I, uh, I was at the grocery store a couple of days ago and uh, they had uh, buy one, get one on dogfish head beer. And I'm a oh, man. That's really good beer. It's not. It is. It's it not is really fantastic, but it's really good. Like, it's like, it's like, it's not, it's not, um, one is annoyingly like, like, for, you know, um, I got fruit fruit beers, but it's good mm-hmm. for what it is. It is. It's very good. I think they're one of the more innovative, uh, like of the yeah. of like kind of the, the B tier uh, craft beer uh, guys. But the thing is, is that so it was buy one get one uh, Dogfish Head, and they make mm-hmm. a really good um, uh, sour. I'm a big fan of sour beers, and uh, they have one that has uh, sea salt and lime in it. That oh, is that absolutely really amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. real, real. It's really good. Um, it, it's yeah, kind of what you imagine, like um, uh, like enchanted seawater would taste like if um, <laughs> like if, if, uh, yeah, actually, if you got like, I, I magic. Sell, uh... Well, um, I, I, well, to go into like to a little bit in, in depth here, also, I sell Goat Island beer. I don't know if you had that. I had it at your wedding, actually. And, oh, you uh, did? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They it do really like good. it's like out of Coleman, Alabama. They they, they do a great blood orange wheat beer. They do think different things during the year. I had that recently, actually. It was it was that is a fantastic. It's a fantastic yeah. beer. But so, yeah, um, I love but these it, like these smaller uh, craft beers. Like you know, you have your. I mean, people would be like, you know, um, you think like dogfish is like like big in that area but in cross country it's kind of small same thing with like goat island in this it's regionally mm-hmm. it's really big so yeah. so 
Uh, I'm drinking a 90 minute uh, IPA. I don't normally like IPAs. Um, Those are good. But it was, but yeah. So I'm drinking this thing and uh, not really realizing that I forgot that the 90 minute IPA is uh, like nine or ten percent uh, yeah. ABV. And so I've I've effectively drank like like three beers at this point. And uh, so if this goes <laughs> off the this if this show goes off the rails, uh, blame it on uh, Publix having buy one get one. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> so but also um, I. I uh, but no, what? Because as a roundabout way to get to what I wanted to talk about, though, um, I uh, I went to uh, I had my jujitsu class tonight. Um, mm-hmm. But that's whatever. I, I got done, but I was just starving uh, after that, and I, I was completely gassed and just a sweaty mess. And uh, my son wanted tacos, and I I, I love tacos. Like, yes, let's get tacos. And so he wants to go to Taco Bell for tacos, and uh, which is the last place on the face of the earth that you should be getting tacos from. So I'm, I'm like, I'm wiped out. I'm just, I just want something to eat. I don't want to go two places. So I'll get, I'll, I'll get some Taco Bell or whatever. And um, man, Taco Bell is the worst thing on the face of the earth. But good God, I love it. It's, it's garbage. It's trash. It's the worst thing, but it's so good. I don't mm-hmm. understand like the, the paradox of this, the, the 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 comfort of garbage. Is there anything terrible on the face of the earth that you that you just love like that? It doesn't have to be food. Man, okay. It could be gobots. <laughs> <laughs> there are these things you just you love that are just like comfort things to you. I mean, I'll be I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, um, my wife has a thing for uh, uh, Sonic Blasts, which are just like, it's like soft serve and like, you know, cookie pieces and stuff. But, you know, I, I don't, I, I can't do dairy. So I'm like, okay, I'll go and get you that. But when I go up there, I'm going to get like a little like cheap double cheeseburger. I'm going to load that thing down with jalapenos. I'm going to be up all night miserable, but I'm mm-hmm. going to be so happy when I eat that. So I get that. And uh, that's it's little things like those are comfort things to you though, honestly. And I mean, People like, I don't understand people who like like McDonald's chicken McNuggets. I think they're the worst garbage in the world, but people get into that. So I, I get that feeling. It's actually funny. You uh, were going to talk about tonight because we actually made tacos at the house tonight, like soft tacos. And See, we yeah. like the, the beef and we got the refried beans. We got like yeah. guacamole. And But, but I got to hold on. We got like at the store, they have this like squeeze Ortega queso with like hot peppers in it and oh, then no. we got like oh dude don't, oh, no. don't knock it no it's so good no. it's like squeeze. I, i'm not a huge fan of queso to be honest i don't even like oh, it on my nachos god um, it's so good yeah i'm not but, a huge fan i'm not a huge fan of queso but yeah. we also got like um it's like avocado ranch that was a taco bell brand so that sounds fantastic that sounds it, really good it's and- so good you, you know, Ortega makes a really good uh, street taco sauce. Also, that's uh, yes. I don't even know what it is. It's some some kind of like a like a red like pe- like pepper sauce, and I, I love that. That it is the best sauce I think I've ever had on tacos. It's so good. Yeah, um, I that too. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many good things that are just garbage that are just comforts. <laughs> I mean, really, man. Um, okay, I thought about this recently. I haven't had this in years. Like I said, lactose problem here, but. Do you remember going to McDonald's and getting those like the the uh, soft serve ice cream cones? Like it was like, bloop, but those little tiny yeah. cones. Yeah, but dude, the cones when they the ice cream like melted into it, and they're kind of like they're kind of soggy. That was the best flavor. <laughs> no, no, it, no, I'm best. with you. It's top it's tier. 
Yeah, and, it is. A, but, you know, back to the McNuggets thing, though, man, I don't yeah. think I don't know if people really like McNuggets as much as they like. I mean, adults anyway, because I mean, you know, kids just you know, all kids want are, are chicken, you know, chicken nuggets and chicken tenders. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I, I think that once you're grown and, and w- when you want chicken McNuggets, I don't think you want chicken McNuggets. I think you just want a vehicle for the sauce that you get. Oh, 100 percent. You just that, want to taste sweet and sour or barbecue sauce. Oh, man, 100 percent. But with that, though, I've I've learned that. Popeyes has great nuggets, but they also have a really good sauce. Like they have this Popeyes is really good. sauce. Hmm? Yeah, Popeyes is yeah, Popeyes is, is good chicken, man. That's that uh, place is great. Um, I wasn't yeah, a fan the, of the sandwich. Remember the sandwich, the the Chick Fil A oh, killer that came out dude, a couple of years ago. It was it's still so good. The problem is, I when like I go it. to Popeyes, they all hate me there. I don't know why they hate me there, but they they treat yeah. me like I'm like garbage. And I I go yes please choose my guards just give me more of that chicken that's how I am and they're <laughs> just like yeah we don't know you well uh, you're you're not uh, my, my my buddy or my cousin so we're gonna make you wait till the end to get your order but you're gonna thank me when you get your order and they're right hundred percent like that sounds yes. like me going to a jewelry store they think I'm stealing things and won't talk to me it's, well uh... yeah you do so. <laughs> I, I, yeah, like, you why are like you in here and, and, and yeah so you're just an, an instant criminal but uh i'll say what yeah. i say who else is a criminal though and that's uh that's megatron Dude, what a this it's so criminal. good but oh, i mean i love it it is decepticon oh, day decepticon day megatron's master plan part two part two of two i was uh I, and i'll get into it later but i was hoping that it was going to be part two of three but it was know, not so, dude I gotta um, say, they went all, all into this. Uh, the the drummer, dude. Have you watched the animation on the drummer? He's like, it looks like Drumline the movie. Like, he is going. He was so good. Yeah, there was that guy that was a dude playing a trumpet. Uh, he was playing, but there was a flute sound coming out of it, and so I like that. Okay um it's uh it's it's as you said it's decepticon day we have a banner i don't know if the back of the banner was was backwards or not like the autobot day one was um we've even got the constructicons are here these guys haven't been in any episode in ages they're there and they're walking with their guns in their hands i know what's with that look man this is this it's a it's a uh it's a military parade as megatron said later on it's oh god this is this is a great pun I'm declaring martial law and I'm the martial martial. <laughs> like I'm like different kind of martial there, buddy. But that was yep. a good I like it. I, I like it. It was good. But um, I gotta ask, man, but why does Sean Berger look like he's wearing his high school tux and it doesn't fit anymore? He is like schlubby. He's like he looks like um Tony Clifton. Almost, Tony Clifton was always real disheveled. He's got the he's got the top hat on the uh, the the tails on his jacket, and that button on his tuxedo is unbuttoned on the top, and the uh, the bow ties going around his neck holding it together. Yeah, man, this dude's going out for a couple drinks on the shirt for this. This this dude got into some dogfish head before this, dude. He's uh, he's had a couple beverages. He's Um, he's he's been he's a this is like a weekend bender outfit. And man, did you see that kid in the Megatron cosplay outfit? That was so good, awesome. That's better than that's better than trash I see at conventions now, dude. Like, really, you guys have had like 40 years to top that and top this, and you can't do it. You guys are you guys are still walking around with just painting yourself silver and uh. Putting a yeah. like a poster tube on your arm with some duct tape, man. Come on, y'all gotta <laughs> y'all gotta up the game here, man. This this kid from the eighties is always is better than and you guys. This uh, kid though, man, he was he was all he was all about Megatron, but he also said, "Hey, I love you, Soundwave." He was he called out the boy. 
he knew, like, man. This guy knew. He this kid knew what was up, man. Yeah, and he knew that Soundwave was the man. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, so Spike sneaks off though to to go find the tape of some footage. I don't know. I don't know why Spike keeps going to these events and then sneaking off to to find the tape. This is the second time he's done this. Just don't go to the event, genius. Yeah. Like, spend your time going. So you could have already had the evidence. You could have already <clears throat> you could have already done this and and gotten everybody off the hook. But no, you gotta go. You gotta go be a cool guy. Um, it looks like it, the way it sets up. I mean, at first, if you don't if you don't realize what's happening, it looks like he he and Ravage have been running the whole time. Like he's been trying to escape Ravage this entire time, and <laughs> it's like he's still chasing him. Uh, he's like <laughs> look for any revolving doors, make sure he doesn't get caught. Right, yeah, yeah. The, the, the way you defeat <laughs> Ravage. Um, so uh, he he finds the tape uh, with Starscream taken off the Optimus Prime costume, and it's dude, it's hilarious because like in in this clip of it. Uh, Starscream like lifts the head off like a helmet and that's fine but then the body like the Optimus Prime body just like splits in half it's like and breakaway it's like pants he's got like a what's that it's like breakaway pants from that basketball yeah, that's what I was gonna say he was like a breakaway tracksuit he was like yeah. party boy from uh from Jackass <laughs> this was yeah. this was great he was, he was <laughs> dude that was the best thing is Starscream goes pulls down and goes <laughs> he pulls off, dude. this was great man I I, I love this um <laughs> <laughs> so Spike fights uh, Ravage off like a lion tamer, and uh, he's got the chair, and then he uh, he buries him in VHS. He buries him in a wall of VHS. I'm like, that's how that's how you die, man. Like, that, I bet there's like Videodrome is in there. I bet there's oh, uh, like Splash. Man. There's a copy of Splash in there. Like, um, oh, there's like there's several copies of Less Splash in there. Man, okay, like the thing is, people who are younger than us may not realize how heavy VHSs are. That's a lot of VHS. <laughs> and those are VHS. that'll kill you. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's how you. That's the best way to go out. They're like, uh, hey man, I'm buried in what I love, man. Look, there's uh, <laughs> like, uh, look, oh, there's another copy of Romancing the Stone. Awesome. <laughs> uh, oh, look, Overboard. There's, there's a awesome. there's a, like a Ridge Lost Ark. You taped off TV over like Bob Hope special. Oh, I certainly hope so. Tape over all the Bob Hope specials. Raiders of the Lost Ark. That, that's uh, actually a real life thing that happened in my childhood. So. Oh yeah. Oh, right uh, on. My uh, one of my uh, great uncles was uh, was a uh, singer in a uh, kind of a barbershop quartet kind of thing. He was on the one of the Bob Hope specials. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 He was. Uh, he was like. Well, he was part of a like kind of barbershop quartet who um, who was like like former enlisted um, you know service member. Yeah, he was on a Bob Hope special. When I was younger, I taped over the Bob Hope special with, I can't remember what it was. It was probably something like Straight Into the Lost Ark. And uh, they were, my, my mom was a little mad at me. But yeah, that true story, man. My uncle, it was my oh. uncle, uh, God, it's not George. I think it's Uncle George. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Hope special. Yeah. A little, little side note there. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I hate that I've known you for 25 years and you're just not telling me this. Um, Dude, this, this brought back a memory. VHS tapes like that brought back a memory. So we're, we're not just cultural archaeologists. We're also personal memory archaeologists. Oh, man, However, seriously. speaking of cultural archaeology, oh my God, Evan, we now get a scene that is on par with the Autobot surfing. It, it's it, They've done it. This is absolutely tied now for my favorite scene in all of the Transformers milieu. Okay, yeah. so there's a teen dance at an arena. We we pan over <laughs> and we, we've got some 80s teenagers doing bad white people dancing. And, and, and note, that's because there's nothing but white people in this entire dance. This is an all-white person it's dance. So okay, there's there's no one. I think there might be an Asian girl in this later on at the very end. Don't, think, don't defame her like that. I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know if she, I, I couldn't tell if she was Asian Heavy or not. Maybe I make up. Um, it may have been, it may have been, I make up. I don't know. Um, 
But dude, oh my god. Was it rumble? And there's rumble. Da- oh my god, he's dancing, and we're going back to, to the link ray bit that I, I did. Rumble is white guy dancing too. He is, dude. He he's is. cutting a rug, man. He's like, <laughs> like Carlton from from Fresh Prince in this, dude. He's so Rumble, like the the the, the guy named after the, the the teen problem is at the teen dance, and man, yeah. he is getting down. He is so cool. He's dude. He's amazing. And then Soundwave is putting on a laser show, and I guess he's blasting the tunes too. I guess that he's he's got a, the auxiliary cable and he's passing yeah. to the PA. This oh is yeah, awesome. dude. Ox. Um, dude, like uh, like Ravage is like sitting down. He's getting petted by all these girls are petting him. Yeah, <laughs> and Laserbeak. Laserbeak is dancing. <laughs> Laserbeak, <The> dude. <laughs> It's like probably want a cracker. Yeah, somebody wants a cracker. And you know, laser beak, like all he does is glare at him and his eyes glow. This is dude, but he was like kind of like 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 doing this like pelican dance or something in the middle of dude. This was so good. Like, oh my I like I this had is to the go back. Weirdest, it was so bizarre. I what's that? This is the weirdest aside in the episode. It was so where... weird. Why, like, why was that there? I had to go back and watch the scene five times in a row because it was so good. Like, I love it. It took so long preparing. This, <laughs> this was so, this dude this was so good but see the thing is okay so here's the deal though this is and this yeah. is uh, af, upon further viewings though i was like wait a minute the music here is absolutely not what teenagers in 1985 were no. dancing to this was game show music this was like yeah, it was real bad th- this was wheel of fortune music almost mm-hmm. and uh, like i so i guess soundwave doesn't know about any good dance music from this era like debarge or uh, like one night in bangkok no tony, you know, tony he didn't know tony. these tunes he only knows uh like the price is right or whatever so yeah it's really weird it was i don't know why they chose this music for the scene <laughs> it was really but it made it look him. even worse it made the white guy dance look even more white guy dance like even amazing. just the, even the theme they, they could have just put the, the, yeah. the beat from the theme and it would have been fine but this was like like just like the like worst Muzak like ever. This was so weird. But they um, could even like do the like the canned GI Joe Cold Slither music. Da, na, 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 na. No, man, nothing Cold like Slither that. It was like yeah, it was just a sweeping like happy game show music. Yeah. It was weird, man. Cold Slither would have been really that would have been real cool if it was Cold yeah. Slither. Man. Yeah, yeah. A little callback to one of our previous episodes where a little, little thing at the end. Mm-hmm. You've seen that, right? Um, maybe. One of our YouTube videos at the end, a little cold slither. Uh, okay. Anyways, oh, 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 uh, maybe I, maybe I missed that. Maybe I need to go back man, and watch. And you gotta watch the episodes the end. Everyone watch Everyone, the episodes right. the end. Watch the episodes the end. All right. Yeah. Anyways, but, uh, so yeah, dude, the Autobots are on the ship, and they are turning on Optimus Prime like Ironhide <laughs> is turning on him. <laughs> The most loyal dude, like Optimus Prime, you're my hero. No, he's like, are you sure this is the right move? You got us into this mess. He he blamed him straight up, blamed him for the whole deal. But uh, equally as important here, though, we get the first appearance of Cosmos here. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, so this guy turns into like a 1950s B movie flying saucer. It's amazing. uh, What's that? Oh, it's amazing. This looks like a this looks like a Gulf Breeze UFO. He does look like a Gulf Breeze UFO. But see, on yeah. the one hand, that's cool because I like 1950s B-movies and especially ones with generic flying saucers. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I, I'm i a huge fan of the Gulf Breeze UFO sightings. Um, if you ever want to message me on, um, on on the Discord and talk to me about that, I will I will talk to you about it forever. Um, 
but he yeah. also reminds me of the little floaty robot from the black hole like the um like the way his head is he he kind of reminds me of, of that guy kind of. yeah do you know um, who he actually he sounds like though uh lori yeah um I, I thought he was doing kind of a bad spanish accent or uh, at first but um no he'll 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 talk like um. If you watch Peter Lorre any of the old you know uh, old Hollywood movies, you know Casablanca being a big one that you may mm-hmm. see him in. He his voice pattern. They did this a lot. A lot of the uh, season two Autobots. So they had a lot of like you know new characters come in. Like you know how Trucks talks with that Harvard right, right. clenched jaw. Yeah, Cosmos talks like Peter Lorre. Hmm. So yeah, like um, listen to that when you see Cosmos in an episode. It's very 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 um poignant. Um, so yeah. on, on the one hand, I, I like him because of those things. But on the <laughs> other hand, um, he just seems like he's a perceptor level geek. And yeah. and also he spins when he flies. And that's <laughs> that's really dumb. So I've just decided that I don't have the, any time for this guy. And I've completely written him off. I I, I have no use for for costumes. Dude, did you notice the, the billboard on the side of the ship that burned off? Like the you know, burger ink. It's like if you mm-hmm. put like Elon ink on the side of the thing and burned off. It was like the the worst billboard on the side of a ship going into the sun. Yeah, it just just shows you how good uh, Burger Inc. is. Yeah, exactly. It's like when when SpaceX melts off, you're like, oh, well, SpaecX melted off. You guys can't even make a good logo for your stupid. Like, come on, man. The SpaceX is SpaceX, but it's like it was like you know that would be like you know it'd be like the Trump ship or the Burger ship or the Elon ship. <laughs> this like that's that's how bad this guy is. Such a narcissist. But uh, anyways. So yeah, they're like they're in bad shape here. They can't. They're they're going to fly into the sun. But wait. Megatron is holding a press conference. Why is Megatron holding a press conference? Um, this is this was real dumb. Um, however, however, though, to, to, to back up a little bit before this, though, oh. um, oh, like, uh, so the, the animation of the ship uh flying into the sun was actually really cool. Uh, the, the ship itself that they're in, the, the the Burger Incorporated ship that they're in, which which Burger Incorporated, man, why hasn't anyone jumped on that as like a, a fast food pop up? <laughs> like that's a step above some garbage man that's this, that's, this that's, is, that's that sounds like some shake shack level this burgers. is the uh this the uh these the burger oven this is what this is it is the burger oh my god the, the burger, burger oven. Um, yep. but the ship itself reminds me of those generic ships from star blazers like not the not the yamato oh, yeah. but the, like the other ships from star blazers and, yep. and i like that and um but the way it fades into the sun is really cool they do some cool like uh like heat distortion and stuff i really like that um they, they um what this is man i'm gonna once again, I'm going to find a way to bring in Exosquad in this. There's an episode where they're basically like, uh, they're, I'm not going to give away the plot of Exosquad. They're basically going to, they're, they're sending a bunch of people into the sun. It's, it's kind of a, a play on like a really, well, kind of a way of like doing like the uh, ex, like killing of uh, genocide of people. In the same kind of thing, I love that kind of that, that effect where you have like those heat distortions and the like the streaking mm. uh, bits of like uh, like melting, I guess, heat, uh, metal or whatever coming off the chips. They did mm. this really well in this as well. And I always love seeing that effect because it's one of the things, okay, in reality, you wouldn't see this happening in space. I mean, it was just like going there, you might see ripples around it, but you wouldn't see this like streaking of like molten fire or whatever. It's just not going to happen because yeah, of space. Cool. That's cool looking. It gives you yeah. like a context to how things are, how bad things are right then. And it gets real bad. Oh, spoiler. Uh, uh, oh, 
Uh, also, prior to the uh, to the the press conference, there's a kid that wants to. Uh, he really is. He's coloring a picture of Megatron, and uh, this is. I, ho- I hope this is the kid <laughs> from earlier in the cosplay. I hope it's the same kid. I 100 think it is. That's totally. Uh, I, I really in my head, my head canon is that it, it is the same kid, and he's he's just th- this big a fan of Megatron. But the thing is, I I want to wonder how the kid is in like uh, ten more minutes in the episode when he realizes he's been betrayed and he, they're all being, being enslaved. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, <laughs> and then uh, he's like. His dad's like, yeah, your hero is screwing us all over. But, um, you know, this kid is like, he he's crushed. So it's even worse. Megatron's betrayal is even worse because this kid's hero is crushed. Do you, you think that he is. was a fan of Optimus Prime before this? Do you think he like colored Optimus Prime stuff before this? Or it was just he just didn't care about Autobots and he was know, like, oh, maybe but, he, but then when the bad guys came out, he was like, oh, these guys are where it's at. Yeah, maybe I don't know, maybe so. Maybe he like secretly harbors that that love for uh, Megatron and the Decepticons to this day. He's just like, man, they were misunderstood. See, it would be cool if this if this kid became the uh, like the Decepticon version of Chip, or not? Uh, <laughs> yeah, of Chip or um. Uh, of Spike, that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, Spike, like uh, that. dude. There's so many mustaches in this in these episodes. Um, to the point where I, I almost oh, wish that like God. Megatron had one. I wish Megatron had a mustache. That'd be really the, cool. The amount of like Renacops and mustaches, it's amazing. It's a, every, it's every like I'd say like two thirds of dudes in this all have mustaches. <laughs> they're like those Wild Bill mustaches too. They are. They're they're really yeah. good looking, like cowboy mustaches. Like they are really, real good. And uh, so yeah, they held this press conference and freaking Megatron outs Burger. He totally uh, he throws a uh, Burger down the down the down the uh, run. He's like, hey, you know, and he helped us do it. And people are like, you traitor! And like Burger's like, oh crap. But they they do that, but. Equally as important as this is that they have the absolute pinnacle of them having like an ironclad plan to 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 rule, to take over, and they just throw it away. Like they had it. It was like Decepticons had won. It was checkmate. But Megatron had to go on TV and vamp and be a villain and throw the whole thing away. He basically spiked the football and got penalized. He did. He absolutely yeah. he absolutely did. Yeah, man. This uh, oh, yeah, this sports is ball like, fans. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Come to Alabama and watch some football games. Right, uh, you'll see this exact thing happen. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, this was all. This was terrible. This was the, yeah. like the worst thing. It's like just stay in the shadows and rule. Like people, mm-hmm. you you had the public on your side. That you had them fooled. You fooled all of the people all of the time, except yeah. for three. And <laughs> so you had one. You won. Like and yeah, yeah you, you had it. So so um yeah like. What, what suddenly like Starscream has finger guns? Do you notice this? He like points his finger and shoots. <laughs> he did. He, did. He, did he, just null, he could just his whole his whole being is one like null ray projector. Yeah, it really is. I mean, so they they have the uh the the coneheads go and attack the city, and there's a really good animation in this whole scene. And mm-hmm. like, man, there's this whole like let's let us teach them a lesson in sorrow. Like that's <laughs> pretty metal. There were a lot of real metal lines in in, in that part there. It, this is real cool. It's like they were just terrible. But why? What were they gaining from? They weren't gaining anything from this at all, dude. I have one word, three syllables for you. Subjugate. Okay, four syllables. Subjugation. How many syllables was that? <laughs> yeah, four, four, four syllables. Four syllables. <laughs> um, um. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but but I mean, like, 
they had control they they were in control they could like okay we need people to, to harvest uh, energon like because all, all they all they wanted was the energon like okay fine we'll pay you money to harvest the energon mm-hmm. man whatever why were people working in business suits I have a note, dude. There's guys wearing full suits and ties, like, uh, like take off your tie, uh, this stuff around, dude. This is they're in the they're in the Energon mines, yeah, like, like pretty much. There's dudes, dudes with mu- blonde mustaches, there's green a, there's, yeah. There's a scene though, uh, when the three uh coneheads, dude, I it, it actually like autocorrected the boneheads, but the coneheads are laying waste to the city, and Dirge does this whole thing, he gets in this girlwalk mode. And he slow transforms yeah. into a. It, that was a that was a really cool scene. It was top notch cool. animation. Man, Megatron dubs the city Megatronia One. Megatronia One, and more to come. Yeah, that is Megatron. the worst name. Megatronia. Megatronia. Yeah, man. What would you call it? What would you That's call a it? Terrible name. Over you. Were you Cybertron. Um, you know, new Kaon. Uh, give it a cool name. Not like uh, we don't know, we don't know the names of any. Okay, uh, canonically, we don't know the names of any cities on Cybertron at this point. Uh, I don't know the names of any Kaon, cities. even Tarn, now. I don't know. The names um, of any yeah, there's a, lots of really cool names. Sheol. There's uh, Polyhex. There's okay. Sorry, a little. In the weeds yeah, they here. haven't they haven't said any of this stuff on the thing. But see, okay, so these people are working in the Energon mines here, and the mayor's job, and I, also I think Spike's job. Yeah. Is literally just to, to move two switches up and down alternatingly. So this is very Warhammer. Do you know what a servitor is? You ever heard of a servitor in Warhammer? I have heard of a servitor. I, I was listening to okay, a lot of so, Horse Rising today. It was really good. Oh, Horse Rising is real cool. Um, oh, yeah, so right. servitors are people that um, were like on like the verge of death, or they were like um, you know they had lived that their mortal lives were basically done at that point. But so the uh, the Imperium, and I, I, I think that the uh, the Mechanicum it was like a. Uh, like a uh, a part of the the Imperium and Warhammer, um, they they take these guys and they make them into like these um, these like cyborgs and mm-hmm. uh, basically make them immortal at this point. So okay. and so because they, they they can't have computers in in Warhammer. That's a because it's ripped off from Dune and in Dune mm-hmm. you can't have AI. So um, yeah. Anyway, so they're, they'll get servitors to do like like anything like like um like hey I need a servitor to like um to like wipe down this space Marines gun. And that's, that's his job for like, uh, like a hundred thousand years is just to wipe down the space Marines gun. That's his job. And, but th- there's, there's one bit in one of the novels where there's a guy whose job, um, they keep kind of going back to this guy. His job is just to push a button every 30 seconds to make sure that this thing works correctly. That's wow. literally, if he doesn't sleep or he like, uh, or, or anything like that. He's just, he just like, he has like part of his mind or whatever, but he just, his job is every 30 seconds to like, to just push a button and just push a button like wow. day and night, push a, push a button on this, on this giant spaceship. And uh, so th- this really reminded me of, uh, of that where it's like, like uh, Spike's job was just to move these switches. That was, that was just, actually, sorry, man, that's this is what you're going to do until, until you die. You're just yeah. Burger, move. all of them. They were mm-hmm. like, well, you were, I guess they were getting the, um, the generators going all the time. But dude, what the general would he, would he keep going? Like what, what kind of what was this nineteen twenty? Is like are you cranking up a car with a <laughs> lever on the front? Dude, Burger has, Burger has the best like very like wax waxing poetic lines here. I saw the Autobots streak like a silver bullet towards destiny. I saw the Autobots <laughs> die in a cosmic funeral pyre. 
Dude, did his hair turn blue at some point or it was, was it was it always blue it's purple. purple yeah it was purple did it turn yeah. that color or was it always that color it was always that color oh okay okay it's like he's like he was like a um it was a trotty like a ball crawler was he Nightcrawler from X Men? Um, I, I never, I never saw him disappear, but it's not saying he didn't disappear. I say, hey, he might, he might have three fingers. Um, so, uh, <laughs> like Rabbit or uh, Rumble gets uh, shoved into like a like a panel and it electrocutes him, which is the second time this has happened in this episode. This is, seems to be a theme of this: yeah. is uh, the cassettes getting tossed into because uh, this happens to Ravage earlier. Yeah, uh, when he fights uh, when he fights Spike. Um, but so we fly so. Chip has like escapes this place, this factory where his, his job, I don't know what his job was because he was in laser handcuffs in a wheelchair. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know why he wasn't pushing a button, why he wasn't a servitor, but um, he couldn't reach the levers. He, he uh, like hitched a, hitched a ride to the arc. And um, so he's hanging out talking to Teletran one, right? And one of these jet, one of these jets crashes through the ceiling of the Thrust. computer. Room. Okay. Which means knows- that this dude bore through the entire mountain. <laughs> Had to fly up through straight through the mountain to break through the, the ceiling of this. Well, like, he couldn't go through the garage door anymore. He's got to. They've got to door the thing. Get a, and it. It might be open still. He had a pile drive through the top, wasn't it? What? He had a pile drive through the top of the thing. What's easier to get through a door or a, like a five hundred feet of mountain? Well, apparently that door is really tough now. I don't know, man. Um, I actually I had a uh, God. Before that, though, like, like um, Soundwave goes like, Laserick Ravage, get him. He never says that before. He's like, this is like, oh, oh, it's, it's serious now. And like, dude, Spike falls over stuff. He would die in a Friday the 13th movie. He would be the first one to die. He falls over, like trips over crap. Oh, he's super clumsy. Oh, he's uh, Soundwave is also, uh, Soundwave's like a, like a, like a 1840s like chain gang like boss He's, over here man this dude yeah. is ruthless and the, then like once again like uh burr goes it is the end the apocalypse and he runs over and grabs a boom mic and hits laser beak out of the air yeah what? where was this I, guy I know, the entire time and that I, I guess he also i note cosmos is terrible um <laughs> anyway it's back to where we're at no nah, man this, yeah this guy's uh so uh so there's a big uh scuffle with chip and uh was it thrust was that who it was yeah thrust went through the ceiling okay. yeah so thrust destroys teletran one and uh takes and then takes chip back to the to the tele to the energon mines but like chip is more broken up by teletran one getting destroyed than he is by being a slave to a robot race like oh the computer oh my god like, like brother you are permanently enslaved to robots who who just don't care about you and you're more com- you're more concerned with a computer which given the right circumstances would have also enslaved you oh yeah totally um so yeah i say he says like i shouldn't have gone to the Autobot base teltran one wouldn't have been destroyed did he miss every dinobot episode they Where destroyed the teltran oh i'm they're, 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 they're probably off. in that closet. They're probably they're sleeping in that closet. I, yeah, they're in the closet waiting to be uh, summoned or something. Yeah, I think yeah. moshing in there like they always are. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's broken up about Teletran 1 getting destroyed, but, but that saved the day. That was him. That that whole thing saved yeah. the day. That that got the... Uh, it, it unlocked um, Cosmos' guidance systems, which were locked to fly and also fly into the sun. Yeah. Apparently, uh, he that's why he's terrible. By the way, where the hell did the... Uh, the uh, 
ID four legit squadron come from? They they're they are like fluorescent green and purple jets. And all the, okay. all the uh, all the pilots are dressed like the helicopter pilot from the last episode, but like a purple mm-hmm. and gold like tracksuit. Yeah, all, their, their helmets all had a yellow trim around the around the yeah. side to the around them, and I thought they were all like Roy Foker from Robotech. I thought they mm-hmm. all had like that blonde hair sticking out of it, but it was like the, the helmet trim. But uh, Starscream goes to fight these guys, and he just flies through the roof also. So all the jets are flying through roofs in this. Uh, in this, there's a window right there, and he just he transforms and flies through the roof. Why um, should he have to bother with a like, roof? When did Decepticons take off though? There's a purple guy, a purple and white guy with a weird sword here. Who is this guy? That's uh, that's Blitzwing. That's Blitzwing. Yeah. So it's weird, man. He there's another scene in this episode where he's holding a sword and his gun. Like they looked at this toy. Okay, that's how he should stand. He never holds a sword like that. And he, I I can't remember another episode he does that. He holds a sword and a gun. This is his toy. And if you look at an image of uh, the comic version of him from the uh, the uh, Transformers universe, basically universe is like a text back. You know, like you know, explain who each character is. That's how he stands. He stands like this with a sword and a gun. But that's how he shows up in this episode. And like, you know, he's running like with a sword and gun. He transforms and, you know, flies off. Yeah, that's that's Blitzwing. Is the most awkward looking standing he's doing in this episode. I, I don't know if someone just like gave like here animation samples. Draw like this. And they did. Yeah, I, I mean, I wish they would have addressed who the guy even was. Um, yeah. it, it was just kind of out of nowhere. This is the I guess this is the first appearance of him. We, he's in the he's in the intro reel, but he's not. Yeah, he's but we he's actually seen him in, in a the... Donovan Island, I think, part two. Is he? Yeah, I, I think you know. I think you. I think you might be right. Real brief, though. I think you might be right. Real brief. Um, They're really uh, weird about season two. Like they'll just like throw random Transformers in an episode, and you gotta say like, okay. Is this out of order? Which yes, it is. Uh, that was my question. Is this is this out of order? So, Man, um, these season two is so out of order. Um, so yeah. we get some really cool dog fights. Uh, with the, this, all, all of the seekers are together. There's like, um, so there's like all six of the seekers and uh, and Blitzwing, but they're going against these uh, these regular jets that are that they're like they look kind of like F one hundred one voodoo's. They have um, yeah, they have uh, like like dual engines and then like uh like like uh uh t fins and uh that was pretty cool um and they also they also have the um i'm, I'm trying to think of the, the the like have a wing and they have like these like almost pods like almost like fuel pods on the edge of the wings mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about yeah i think the um i can't remember what point there was a fighter that had those and i can't I think can of what it was the fighter I can't think um, of the name. Yeah, I, I know the I know the exact point you're talking about. I just can't think. Uh, I just can't think of the name it's of like it. It's like they they try to combine that and like something else. It, it just was weird looking. Like I thought it was more Burger's personal, like you know, Air Force or something or Army or. Uh, I assume yeah, the, the way they came out, they looked almost uh, like Russian. Almost, they looked like like, like weird. Um, they like, look like uh, a mix of big. I think, I, think the, I think it's called the Frogfoot. I think it's some kind of a Mig. It, yeah. Like I, I can't get, I can't go down this path because I'll sit here all day talking about uh, <laughs> old, uh, old jet. Fighters. I'm really so unqualified, so yes, um, please move on. But yeah, so at this point, so they they blow up all these uh, all these fighters. But at this point, the Autobots are back on Earth. But see, there's only like at this point in the episode, there's like two and a half minutes left in the episode. So I was like. Oh, they've got to be doing like a cliffhanger. This is another cliffhanger. It's going to be three part. And, and I was like, and I was like, oh, but then what we get is instead uh, of of like a dun dun dun, we're back. See you next week, you know. And, I'll, or, and I'm like, oh, that's what I want. Instead, we get possibly the worst 
like mass battle in the history of Transformers here. We they have like a like a Napoleonic standoff where they just all stand in a line and about like a hundred feet from each other and they just shoot yeah. guns until like one side gives up. And it yeah, was like they really do. Nobody moved. It was like they ran out of money for anime. Like they they used all <laughs> the animation money in that cool scene where the where the coneheads were attacking the city and the, and the sun yeah. and all that. But now oh, but it's, it's just it, it, they were just done. It was this was like like the end of Evangelion here, man. Like it was like I'm surprised it was in color, <laughs> dude. I love the... I love the end of uh, the uh, the last episode of Evangelion and people hate I, that I, thing. Yeah. Oh oh yeah. Hold on. I'm sorry. The, the last episodes of Evangelion, not the end of Evangelion, not, not the, movie, the movie the end of Evangelion. Yes, um, I actually yeah, no, I, was... I personally from a sociological like psychological standpoint, I love the last episode. But that's neither here nor, neither here nor there. But yeah, man, they all get up and just like everyone use all the weapons you've always had and you never have used in any episode ever. <laughs> now all at once, and they stand in line and shoot every weapon they have. They're just <laughs> standing there. They're just dude, nobody's dodging. Nobody's using tactics. It's just literally just like shoot everything. It's it would, dude, dude, if, if, this was... if, if there was a Vertech, you would shoot like. Five thousand missile pods. Oh, dude, it would be a total Macross missile swarm if, the, oh, if that was the case. God. This is this is, but dude, this is just like watching like a like like a like I got like Waterloo or something. It's like literally just like first rank fire, second rank fire. Um, oh God, somebody call somebody. It should have looked lunch. like the first fifteen minutes of Saving Private Ryan, but you know this is eighties uh, cartoon. Well, those so. guys were using movement and cover and stuff. This was just like like let's, let's just line up and like <laughs> like. Oh God! Like, uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, this was all. Yeah, this was awful. This was this was like I know I've complained previously about like, well, you know, the, the Megatron versus Optimus Prime battle on this one wasn't as good as the one where they had like the axe and the flail and all that. Yeah. But um, but you know, normally you know you get like stuffs happening, but this was literally like it was just a it was just a battle line versus a battle line, and like uh, like. I'm like uh guys like there's rocks all around you you could have you could have done something or other and apparently they were outnumbered did something else but they weren't no how they, who's counting the numbers here but how are they outnumbered uh, yeah they just kind of pan over and like all the all the uh, constructor guns are like wiped out they're all like Man, like they should have made devastator devaster they should have made Devaster. Why wouldn't you form Devaster? Good lord, that should be your that should be the opening yeah. hand. That should be the, yeah. the first thing. That's like yeah. that's like your wild draw four. You just drop it right off the <laughs> out of the gate. I, I pull all my land and I make Devaster. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible tactics. Where are the Insecticons at? Where, why are the Insecticons here? They should be well, the Insecticons out. are hanging out eating like crops somewhere in, in like you know, in El Salvador. I don't know Malaysia or wherever. Where, well, yeah, where, there you go, oh, Bali. Oh yeah, so um, so Burger has this uh moment of clarity where he decides that you know he wants people to trust him again or whatever, and um uh so Sparkplug uh just says, well, no one's gonna like you anymore because they know your dog lunch now, dog lunch, dog lunch. Uh, Look, dude, he's a journeyman in like ruby mines of Burma, and he's you know, like oil platforms. He is not a wordsmith. The guy only maybe he had a dog. Maybe he ended up with a dog lunch at some point from all these places that he worked at, and it was it was like the worst lunch that he had. Maybe he's like, <laughs> like that's the worst. That, that's the lowest you can go is the, is yeah. the dog lunch. So, yeah, uh, and that was it. That was the end of the episode. Uh, Wrapped um, up nicely. The bow and Cosmos still sucks. Cosmos is is bad. Uh, so yeah, um, this one started out really strong, <laughs> and the, the end was just like bam. It was out of nowhere. 
and yeah. it wasn't very good. Um, I, I really wish that they would have gone three parts. I feel like a three part on this would have been super cool. Um, and I think I think that would have been really neat uh, to have them come back and then have like, um, you know, the, the third episode be like the Autobots, you know, earning the trust back and then, you know, disproving that. And then, and then a big, you know, a big battle that took like the second half of the of the third episode. I think I, I think would have been a lot uh, a cooler way to handle it. And um, but that said, it, it was a really fun episode. Um, it, it did have my now tied for my favorite scene in all of Transformers. Um uh, I would say that the kid brain on this one is going to go. Uh, I, I mean, kid brain would have really liked this one a whole lot because, you know, I, there's jet fighters and like I love jet fighters when I was a kid. Spoiler, I, I love jet fighters as a, a grown man. What? Um, you know, you got some new guys. You you got Blitzwing in here. You got a, you got a triple changer. The first triple changer we see. Uh, that was really cool. Um, so I, I would kid brain would probably just go go ahead and go for T one twenty VHS cassettes with three movies taped off of HBO there you with go. the credits missing. Um, so I would say, you know, you had a uh, never ending story, last unicorn and labyrinth all on one, four of the four tapes of that uh, mm-hmm. uh, adult brain. Like I said, liked it until the very end that uh, I thought, I think that battle at the end was really bad and really kind of dr- and drug it down from being like a, like a classic episode. Um, but uh, it, it had that amazing scene in, in the dance, which I, like I said, I just died laughing at that. And it was, it was so good. So, good. so, so adult brain here is gonna go three and a half awkward 13 year old boys standing on the wall waiting to go and awkwardly sway with a girl they kind of like out of five that's a very specific uh you know the dance i'm talking about you know know the exact dance i'm talking about i know exactly the dance you're talking about Dude, like yeah. okay, so uh, this is this is a, a two parter that I really like, and I I forget why I like it until I watch it. Man, I am totally thrown by like the waxing poetic burger in this episode, and it's it's amazing. And he just he's like lost his mind. Like it is the end, the apocalypse. Like dude, okay, where were you the entire first episode? That is amazing. Like the whole, I saw the Autobot streak. He he, he says like Roy ba- uh, uh, Batty from like uh, from uh, from uh, God. Um, I'm bl- blank from Blade, from Blade Runner. No, from no, Blade I, Runner. I, yeah, he's like yeah, no, he did. He, streak, it's like silver like bullets that, like... towards destiny. I saw the Autobots die in a <laughs> funeral pyre. That he's Roy Batty all of a sudden. Where was this guy the last episode? I would like him so much better. But that said. Disco- Where's this guy in every episode? Like, uh, right? can, I get more, can I get more of this guy? I would love this guy to show up again, like the way he is now. But uh, yeah, man, um, the uh, the whole the subjugating of the humans and people like having to be forced to work in full business suits, and uh, you know, the whole <laughs> it was think, so good. Oh god, I, I can't even understand why that was happening, why it was made me laugh so much. But uh, yeah, the discotheque, that discotheque was so awkward. So it, yeah. I, I call it a discotheque. It was like it was like a high school dance. Is all that was. It was like no, that was like a high school church dance, where it's even more awkward. You get like you get Boogie Incorporated to um, play a DJ. It. Did you know uh, that my mom was a DJ for Boogie Incorporated for like fifteen years? Really? Yep. Wow. 
yeah I, yeah, I, that, yeah that's a real deep cut for uh for for uh for even for pensacola there if uh so uh, the rest of you guys out there uh, like well i'm terribly sorry that you guys had to sit through <laughs> to sit through that so uh, <laughs> I, um, but I, it, yeah as a, as a as a to give you some context though there was a, a a local dj company here called boogie incorporated which was run by the boogeyman who would uh he would he would pop up out of a coffin and then play like the, the high school he no. would dj the high school dance yeah 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 I yeah, his name that. was david he was his name was david he was really he was a really cool guy um, oh wow i yeah. never saw that i i just he, he'd show up to like do uh school dances and church dances which, which i was very uh active in uh catholic church stuff in uh oh, yeah. my, uh, my mid times in high school and uh they always they always dj'd the uh church dances uh boogie inc uh, I yeah, never saw yeah, the guy yeah. come out of the cough. That would have been amazing. I would have liked that yeah. so much more. Yeah, he looked like a mix of like um uh like David Crosby and Sven Gulli. If oh my god, that's what, what he looked like. Oh yeah. my god, I would have loved that. <laughs> yeah, that's was, amazing. Yeah, he would come out. He would come out of the coffins. He would. It was like a like like a really bad like. Got like oh. B movie host from like your like local uh oh, like your local yeah. UHF channel. So if, if anyone out there is old enough to remember those kinds of uh like Elvira or you know those kinds of uh <laughs> I would have been, he, he did I that kind he did that kind I'm of deal. So he was, super cool guy. He, was a, he was a great guy. So um yeah that, the boogie that's, man. that's really cool man. I I never saw that yeah. really disappointed I never saw that. That's yeah wow that's that's an amazing deep cut and I'm I I I'm so I feel so you know disappointed I never saw that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> But man, I, I love seeing the Conez wreak havoc in the city. It looked like it was like Chicago, but it was Central City. Um, and they, it was just really cool seeing them go crazy. And like, you know, I didn't need the Autobots in this. They should have been in to tie up like a like nice little ribbon at the end of the episode. And whatever, and, you know, it, it was the whole thing. It was like seeing the Decepticons enslave the human race. To me, that was worth it. To me, that was worth, that was worth three and a half Bob Hope specials taped over by a um, cable Raiders of the Lost Raiders of the Lost Lost Ark <laughs> of my childhood and pissing off my parents uh, because I didn't get to see Michael George on the Bob Hope special anymore um, because of that tape um, out of five. So uh, hey, yeah, that's uh, did this episode remind you of, of V? You remember the show V? It kind of did. You know, we, we all like, hey, we're friends. Yeah, we uh, you. <laughs> Who was at the uh, the the poster? I love the poster. We had the uh, the alien with the the sunglasses, like having his arm around a family. It, it was it was two old people, and and it said our friends at the uh, at, at the yeah. at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, that was. Um, I like that show a lot. I really like that show a lot. If uh, if you guys out there haven't seen V, um, I think there's like four different versions of it out there. But like the original the original miniseries, the from like yeah. the eighties is, is the and, best. So. And if you ever um, you were a fan of Nightmare Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, uh, what's his face? Who play Robert? Uh, e- Robert England was Robert uh, England. Yes, he plays Willie on uh, that. Who is like the right. like kind-hearted? He wants to be you know human, or he wants to let people hang with the humans and stuff. But he's an alien, and you know the whole thing. It's really, it's really endearing. It's really good, and it's the best part of 1980s soap opera slash you know, um, I guess primetime drama acting. Plus, actually, pretty good um, special effects for like you know primetime drama. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was definitely like um, I don't know, like if you took uh, oh man, uh, like Red Dawn and yeah, like 
falcon crest and smashed them together but then like with some it, weird uh like nazi little twin peaks in there uh yeah i don't know maybe i can maybe see a little twin peaks in there was, <laughs> i don't think it was like like the weird stuff was like i think i don't know it wasn't like weird just to because the creators were weird i think they were being like hey let's put a, a uh, an alien woman in here eating a parakeet <laughs> well dude alien woman eating a mouse like it would be like yeah yeah and it was like i'm like oh come on because i remember there was there was one like where the last scene was like like uh that same woman went into like a bird cage and took a parakeet out and then like bit its head off mm-hmm. and i'm like they're like tapping into like some ozzy osborne business <laughs> man ripping off the oz man mm-hmm. you know if uh and if you, you guys um you know i guess they did the 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 I guess the redo of it had the um was a uh, Marina background of uh people who love um uh Firefly and people who love um you know uh Deadpool movies. She was uh Marina oh. background for those. She played uh, I, don't, I, the, I don't know who that, I don't think I know who that is. Um I I don't I don't love Firefly, so uh. I did for a while and I kind of fell out of love with it. I, I just got to the point where I, I, I watched it when it first came on TV and I loved it. And then I think once everyone got to loving it and I heard about it every second of the day, I stopped liking it so much. I became you uh, as, as, as related to Firefly. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I just I don't like Nathan Fillion, to be honest. Um, there was a lot of talk really? about him. Uh, pl- yeah, I, I don't like him. I don't like him in anything. Uh, there was a lot of talk about him playing Indiana Jones for a long time, and uh, I was I, I I won't have it. Well, uh, he's apparently going to play Guy Gardner. Uh, yeah, I can. I guess I can kind of. I can kind of. We like Guy Gardner is like the the uh, bloviating butthole of the uh, Green Lantern Corps, so it's pretty appropriate. I'd rather see Seth Rogen play. I think Seth Rogen would be a good. Uh, eh, I don't know about that. I, I you know, like I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't I don't get this. The, I, whenever I see Seth Rogen, I can't get a past like Pineapple Express stoner humor. Yeah, I think I think that works. I, I think that well, like, would work for. I guess for Guy Gardner though. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I can see I can see like um, Nathan Fillion mooning the rest of the like the the um, Justice League, but not really uh, Seth Rogen. I don't know. Maybe I guess that's how we're gonna do that. So. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a rabbit hole that will we will do an entire episode on. Uh, on <laughs> we, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to a uh, typical conversation with us. Anyways, right. uh, thanks everyone for being here. Uh, I'm gonna like uh, I'll put all the everything in the notes. Uh, join the Discord. Give us some nice votes on the uh, on all your uh, the social media platforms, uh, your podcast platforms, YouTube. Check out the YouTube channel. You see us doing, or at least see me doing all kinds of hand gestures because I can't sit still for a moment doing these YouTube videos. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, y'all take it easy. Have a great week, and thanks so much for being here. You have anything for us, Ed? Nope. Tonight I just have rollout. All right, sounds good in a row.
More Than Mises Guys is performed by Evan Johns and Ed Strickland. Research is performed by Evan Johns, Ed Strickland, and with special research done by Boo of the AxelonUnderground.net. All used images in the videos are property of Sunbow, Hasbro, Paramount, or Marvel. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in every week with us. We appreciate it.